the transformation that had to happen to us was shifting our identity that it was about us and it was us doing it to now it was about leveraging the genius in other people and surrounding ourselves with other people who are gifted and had strengths and talents and bringing those people alongside of us. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast with your co-hosts, Dr. Stephen Franson and Dr. Pete Camiolo. We're thrilled to be on the journey with you and hope to help you make yours more remarkable. We're certain that you'll find instant value to apply to your business and life from listening to this weekly podcast. We celebrate the fact that you choose to invest in your self-development on this audacious journey that is guaranteed to challenge, inspire, and empower you to create a remarkable business as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. The doctors have trained thousands of chiropractors and leaders around the globe how to create scalable, durable, and transferable businesses and are enthusiastic to teach insights and lessons from their expanding experience. Our hope is as a listener, you'll generate acceleration for your personal and business transformation with results that will elevate you from having a job to owning a business that is remarkable while helping you become the CEO. Hey everybody, welcome back. Super excited about this episode, about the four seasons of the chiropractic career. So last episode, we left off with the premise and the premise being, it's about creating a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. And we identified the two big things that really need to happen to make that a reality, to take that from this idealistic approach to making it really actionable. Step one, you got to take your job and turn it into a business, right? So for most people, their chiropractic practice, their role is owner operator. It's a job. Step two is we got to take that owner operator and transform them into the CEO. So that two-step process is really the spirit and the DNA of this podcast and our, and our message for you guys. So hunker down, get ready. Dr. Pete, I'm super excited to get into the four seasons of the chiropractic career. Yeah, me too. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the great thing is, is that these four seasons that we are identifying, it's, it's nothing new, but I think the way that we're going to lay it out for you today is, is going to be quite liberating, to be honest. I think what we've journeyed through, all of us as chiropractors, we have journeyed through it. And what Dr. Steven and I have come to this awareness, a very, very acute awareness is there is a gap in the journey of the majority of chiropractors. And we're going to expose that gap today because, you know, that's what we would call a blind spot. And as you know, like it says in your rear view mirror, reminded me of a story I was driving on the interstate when I was moving back from Minnesota to New Jersey. It was a two lane highway on I-80 through Pennsylvania. And I'm, I'm going to go from the right lane into the left lane to pass a, a vehicle and there was a tractor trailer that came past me and it was as if I was parked. He was going that fast. Didn't see him. Didn't see him. No idea. And I had a blind spot that had I just moved a little bit further, a little bit sooner, I made that shift of lane. I would have never, I mean, I would be no more. I mean, it was that, that. And so we have found that, again, this is not necessarily as, as deadly as that, but this is a blind spot. And blind spots, there's trauma. There's, there's a lot of pain and struggle that happens if we don't get those areas exposed. And we're seeing, as we pan out and we're working with so many docs every single day, <laughs> that this is a blind spot. And so we're going to expose that by actually sharing with you the four seasons. Today, I hope you all identify what season you're in. And the beautiful thing is every season is beautiful. 
Every season is wonderful. Every season matters. You actually don't get spring without winter. You don't get summer without spring. You don't get fall without summer. You don't, you know, you don't get one with that. So what we want to talk about is one, identifying that there are four. Number two, what does it look, what does it look like to be in it? How do you do it? Well, what are some of the challenges? You know, what are some of the obstacles? What are some of the opportunities? We're going to walk through that today and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So Dr. Pete, I love that concept of um, the objects in the mirror are closer than they appear, right? Is is that blind spot? Because so many of the chiros that we work with, uh, these are docs who did have a blind spot and it's usually a blind spot around the third season of their career. So unlike the seasons in nature, uh, you could actually get skip one of these and find yourself in winter, (laughs) right? So, you know, a lot of chiros, they they practice, they spend their career practicing almost like it's a hockey game with this three periods where what we're going to teach you here in this episode is it's more like a football game, right? There's four quarters uh, and uh, there's a lot that can happen at halftime. <laughs> there's a lot that can happen in that, in that locker room uh, and the adjustments that can be made to make sure that you end up with a win, right? So let's talk about those four seasons just from a high level first. So we've identified these and like Dr. Pete said, try to put yourself and figure out what category you're in. So just from a really high level first, there's launch, then there's build, then there's scale, then there's exit, right? So those are the four seasons. So launch, Dr. Pete, talk to me, what is launch? When we say launch, what is, what does that, what does that mean? I I think launch implies what it is for, uh, for all of us. We had to get into our career after school. So it's that, end of school, you know, kind of that last year of, of chiropractic college going into your career. So whether you're launching into an associate position or you're launching into business ownership, however you're, you're or, or an independent contractor, whatever your path is, it's that first year, you know, last year and first year, that two-year period of finishing school and launching into your career. And that's what it is. I mean, it's that figuring it out season where you're really exploring, you know, I think doc, you know, and we could talk about this, but you know, I remember in chiropractic school, they always talked about, you know, when you start school, it's like, it seems like it's forever. And then you're in the middle and you're like, you know, you're too far from the beginning and the end. And then, then all of a sudden, like the light's coming quickly. And I think what happens to a lot of docs is as they're getting towards the latter half, and I'm, I'm hoping we'll have a lot of students listening to this because as you're getting towards the end of your, your student time, it almost feels like you want to push the brakes against like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I'm going to be released from this security of student loans and, and, and this structure that's created for me that I just have to show up and Follow do my schedule, go to my classes, yeah. all the curriculum, read what I'm supposed to read, take the test, get an A. Right. You know, like, and, and that's all, that's all good. And that actually, that was difficult for me. I'll be honest. I actually felt like I did way better in practice than I did in, in school, but I don't know if that's true for everybody. I, I feel that there is a opportunity for doctors coming into launch to doing it really well. This is what I love about the remarkable practice because, you know, a doctor doesn't have to just go into launch alone. They don't have to go in blind. They don't have to go in, you know, trying to figure it out. There are proven systems. There's a proven path. There's a way. And, and that's there, but that's where that launch is. You know, you're, you're just learning how to be a doctor. You know, you're putting your hands on as many people as you can. You're, you're learning what it means to develop yourself and lead a team. If you're hiring for the first time, you've never done that before. You're, you don't have a lot of clarity. You know, you're, you know, you don't really have a lot of that certainty, really. You, it's, it's, it's just, that's the beginning and it's cool. And here's the thing, we all were there and you know what? You fake it sometimes till you make it. That's fine too. You got to get out there and get it going. But, you know, there are very specific questions. Like, you don't know what you don't know. That's the reality. And that's why, again, I, I hired coaches. I shared that in the last episode. Right from the beginning, I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to hire a coach right out of the gates. I didn't want to mess around. I made a huge investment in that right from the beginning because I knew that chiropractic was going to change the world and I'm a world changer. And if those two things are true, then I better have somebody in my world who can help me do that because that's a huge mountain to, to commit to. And, you know, so getting the systems around attraction and retention or conversion, retention, such a critical piece. You know, you just have so much to learn. So that's the launch phase. And there are other things as well, Doc. I don't know if you have anything else here, but that's, that's the launch. And then that precedes the build. You've got to launch before you can ever build something. Yeah, absolutely. So as I'm listening to you, you know, I love the, the fact that you said, you know what, I hope we have some students listening, right? Some first year docs and students listening because, you know, this is the remarkable CEO program, right? So it's really out the focus of our program is typically in the build to scale and scale to exit stage. But you know what, can you imagine getting this information when you were still in school or in your first year out and saying, okay, so here's the perspective. First thing you got to do is figure this out. Okay. So this first year, it is about just figuring it out, right? So try to get around mentors, try to get into coaching, try to get into systems, proven methodologies. Don't make it up as you go. This was way too much time and energy on how to run your practice because right now you're trying to figure out how to adjust people, <laughs> how to be a doctor, case management, how to take care of patients, patient education. You might even be hiring some people. It's a scary place, right? So many docs that go off to school and they want to become practitioners. They want to be caregivers. They want to take care of people. They want to be chiropractors. And about halfway through, three quarters of the way through or towards the end, they find out, oh my gosh, I have to become an entrepreneur. I actually have to become a business owner, which is a separate and distinct career path, frankly, than being a doctor, right? So it is that first year launch, right? So, so critical with an eye on the next season, which is build, right? So build is when you're year two and beyond. This is when you just start figuring it out. At least you know what you don't know, right? You're just starting to get systems in place. You're starting to land on your methodology and how you run your practice, how you take care of patients. You know, you might be hiring multiple people now, you know, so you, you've landed in this space where you start building some level of certainty in your chiropractic abilities and in your philosophy and your ability to communicate. You're getting to be a better adjuster and you're starting to do more and more laps around the track right up and through you, you, you may be in this place called build where you're experiencing great success, quote unquote, where you have busy practice. There's a busyness that's happening here, but don't get me wrong, guys. This is where you are in that place where you are head down, bum up, and you are adjusting patients, right? So you are running the show. You're in charge of attraction, conversion, retention, and team building, right? So you're trying to figure all this out and uh, you might be experiencing a level of success, but very often it's in a place where if you grow more or experience some quote unquote success, it's going to be at the expense of so many very important things in your life, whether it's your health or your marriage or, you know, knowing your kids, getting home for dinner and bedtime, going on vacation, that sort of thing, because you have built a job, right? So at this point, you are the owner operator and you own the job. So, you know, those are the sort of the qualities of a person that's in build and the questions that we hear and the challenges that they face, you know, it's usually around team building for number one. That's the 95% of our problems are people problems. That's definitely true in chiropractic, right? The, the ability to surround yourself with A players, like they say, in top grading and build a team. Capacity issues, you know, as you start maxing yourself out, right? You've been a one-man show uh, and at some point, that man or that woman is, you know, looking around being like, okay, so I wish I had four hands because I don't know if I can adjust anymore. people. So you run into time constraints and energy constraints and you might feel some sense of overwhelm. And imagine if you feel overwhelmed, what your employees feel, right? That the staff feels, right? Or that team feels is 
that overwhelm. And here's the critical thing is your practice will only be as big as your team wants it to be. And that's, that should be a gulp for you, doc. You start to recognize that you've got balance issues, quote unquote, with their work and home life balance. We're going to get into that. In fact, we're going to dedicate a show to that. We're going to unpack the whole concept of balance is bullshit. Dr. Pete, I look forward to that show. Uh, and then, you know, ultimately, you know, you realize you're exposed, right? So when you're the only doctor in that practice, um, there's a high exposure level. You know, number one, you can't take time off. You can't take vacations. God forbid you, you know, injure yourself snowboarding or surfing or what have you, you know, the, the, the business has to stop, right? So you have literally created a job for yourself. And the difference between a job and a business is businesses are scalable, they're durable, and they're transferable, right? So scalability means that you can do more, give more, love more, serve more, uh, but it doesn't have to all be done by you, right? So durability means that you can give more, love more, serve more, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, even in your absence, right? And transferability means that you've actually created uh, something that's a saleable asset, right? So you recognize that you haven't done any of that. (laughs) There's no scalability. There's no durability. There is no transferability. You own a job. You're the owner operator. At this point, the doc can very often feel stuck. You're like, I want to grow, but gross is just going to throw me more out of balance. Uh, and this is the this is the pain we hear in the owner operator. Yeah. And, and if we could just stay right here for a minute, because this is where the majority of chiropractors land and where they reside until the end. Now we had said there's not, this is not hockey. This is football. There's actually four quarters. And if you skip the third quarter and go right to the fourth quarter, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't go well. And, and so just to stay here just for a minute, there, the build phase, as you said, and you said it so well, I, I just want to continue to, to reinforce this with you as a, as a listener that building a remarkable practice and building it well is an incredible accomplishment to go from being a student who wants to help people, becoming a chiropractor, launching into a business and building a business and doing that, that is a a massive uh, achievement. And I want to celebrate you in you in the build phase because so many people would never have taken that risk. So many people would never have just said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. You have gone for it. And I just want to celebrate you right now, regardless of how tired you are and you know, how, how you, know, you know, maybe jaded you are or maybe excited that you are. I don't know where you are in that, but you, you're, you know you're in that building phase. And I just want to celebrate you and encourage you in this season to enjoy it because it's a fun season as well. Like, each season has its own up and its own down, but they, they all are beautiful in their own way. And I just want to celebrate you in the build because this is where we develop character and this is where we develop capacity. This is where we become, uh, you know, we that next level person. And, and it's in the build and building well that we learn so much. And I am grateful for each season in my journey that I've been through multiple times around the launching and building and scaling now because I've had multiple businesses. So I understand that this iteration process, this, this journey is, is amazing. So if you're in the build phase right now, we want you to know it's an amazing place to be. The, the thing we need you to know is you can't stay there forever though. You can't. As right. much as you might get caught up in the dude, I love the hustle bustle. I love the grind. That's not actually appropriate. 
It's not. It's not business. You, that, that's a job and it's not sustainable. And I think I, and the, the reason why I'm saying this is Dr. Steven, because there, there was a season in my life where if you said this to me, I would have been like, I'm not listening to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there was a season I was like, I'm not listening to that dude. Cause I'm a, I'm building, I'm going to build, build, build. I'm never going to stop building. Right. And they're, and, and they're going to draw, and they're going to drag my cold dead body out of that. Yep. Or, yep. You know, yep. after a big shift, seeing 300 people, I'm going to be like, okay, yep. boom, I'm going to hit the floor. They're going to find me behind my high low <laughs> and pull me out 30 years from now. I'm like, whoa, you know, that's, that's really not, that's not the exit as it happened. And uh, it certainly wasn't anything I was looking towards. Yeah, that, that is not it. And, and so what we see historically is we see people, chiropractors, in the build phase, get to a point of, let's okay, cruise control. That's just, just press, press cruise control and just do it. And then eventually they're like, well, I think I'm going to sell it. And then you try to sell your practice where you're in a build phase in cruise control, but you've never actually created a scalable, durable, transferable business. You have a liability on your hands and you're giving a liability to a young doctor who's going to take on a liability, not an asset. And, and this, is a, this is, it's not good for you. It's not good for them. We talk about win-win. We're going to get into that too. That is a lose-lose. So right. we, we are not fans of that at all. And actually that's historically a, an issue in our profession or the practice just fizzles and fades and dies with that doctor. It just ends. And they're like distributing their patients around the community to other doctors. I mean, that is just not, it's not okay. We haven't even got into season three or uh, season three yet because we're in season two still because too many people, this is where they are. They're just there. I'm glad you hit the pause button here, Dr. Pete, because really this is the essence of our remarkable CEO program, right? So to make that transformation from job to business, to make that transformation personally from owner operator to CEO, you know, ultimately it's not only so that you make a bigger impact and make a bigger income, but you also exit beautifully, right? So as opposed to this painful non-exit, this you know, the, the goal here is to have a graceful and profitable exit, not have a practice that retires with the chiropractor with this too much of that. So for those of you who are in build right now and you're enjoying some success, like Dr. Pete said, congratulations, man, we're proud of you. We're so excited about that. And we want to honor that. The best way to honor you in this space is to come alongside you and say, let's keep an eye on the future here. And we're going to encourage you to make the leap, make the shift, make the transformation into the scale phase, into the scale season of your career so that you can make that bigger impact, you can make that bigger income, not at the expense of your personal life and the remarkable life, but you know you can actually have both and exit well. Dr. Pete, let's talk about the scale season. So scale is building exponentially. It's, it's building in spite of you. And this is where the scalability, durability, transferability, these come into play. So you're still in build. Dr. Steven, I think you and I are both cut out of a similar cloth with this where we want to be building businesses. We want to be building things and making impact. But what the transformation that had to happen to us was shifting our identity that it was about us and it was us doing it too. Now it was about leveraging the genius in other people and surrounding ourselves with other people who are gifted and had strengths and talents and, and bringing those people alongside of us and allowing that process to happen. So when we transition from the build into the scale is truly an identity shift. It's where we begin to see ourselves differently. We start to look at ourselves through the lens of being the CEO. You know, Michael Gerber has a book, you know, that we've all read more than likely, The E-Myth. And I, I remember reading that book and then I thought, I, I, I thought of this, uh, another book that I read by John Maxwell about the law of the lid. 
and I was reading them and I thought, and I came up with this quote, which was, if, if you insist on wearing all the hats in your practice, you're putting the lid on your business. And so, you know, Dr. Stevens wearing a, a lid today uh, on his head. And uh, so, you know, too many of us, like imagine Dr. Steven right now was actually wearing like six different hats right now. It would, it would look silly. I mean, it would, if he went out to like the store with six of his baseball caps on and maybe a cowboy hat, he'd be like, who is it now? It might be funny and be like, oh, that guy's so funny. Check him out. But we as chiropractors wear like six hats on our head and we like, check me out, man. I would do it all. <laughs> do it's it all, all about me. Look at all the hats I got, man. I'm awesome. But I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I, I think you look way better with one hat. Thank Actually, you, I think you look really good. But choose the right hat for the day. Choose the right hat for the season. The transition from the you know, build phase into the CEO phase is a transition of your identity. It's choosing to, you're beginning to now leverage, this is the qualities of, of, of a scale phase. You're leveraging systems, which means you have systems, okay? Number two, you're leveraging a team, which means you have a team. And we're talking about A players. You're leveraging training. Dr. Steven, you and I know, you don't have to not train anymore. You leverage it even more in the scale phase. So this is big stuff right here. As soon as you start looking at your business like it's your sport and your team is a team, you start looking around and being like, when do the top performers, when do athletes ever stop training? Actually, they get paid to train, right? And they play games, right? So ultimately, it's a, it's a question of training and fitness. Once you build this, you get the right people doing the right systems and you train them up and they build their skills, then it's about fitness, right? So it's about having that business fitness and you know, I love that you go to the word leverage on this because really the differentiator between the owner operator and the CEO, the owner operator, this is a season of brute force. Whereas the C, the CEO, the CEO, this is a season of leverage. Yeah, it's, it's where we have to shift from getting our value and worth from brute force to leverage. Dr. Steve, that was a big change that I had to have where I found my identity, I found my value and worth in what I can do and how much I could do of it. And that had to change to then now I'm finding my value in seeing other people do and do well. And I found my value in being able to see people for their value versus seeing my team as a, as a tool to help me climb the mountain. But now I was seeing them as we are doing this together and you are actually the ones who are leading this. And I'm now supporting you in, in your positioning and in your role. So this is where we start to leverage even doctors now, right? Because in our businesses as chiropractors, the reality is, is that you're in a craft where you need a skilled person to deliver the goods. The, the product is a product that's delivered by a licensed doctor. So you need doctors. This is where we begin to bring doctors in to the fold. They become part of because you may have had a team with lots of CAs and other you know technical staff even, but the doctor role, that associate, this is key at this phase. This is where, and again, this is not an abdication. This is a, a, a delegation process. This is a transition of leadership. 39 associates, Dr. Stephen had I had around 15 associates as well over the years and lots and lots of student interns who not, were not associates. And it was always about training and equipping and empowering. And then there was a delegation process that happened. And so again, in scale, you might have one associate, then you'll have two, then you'll have three, then you may move into an enterprise level doc. 
practice where you open a second location or a third or fourth location. And so the scale phase is, and that is, Dr. Steven, that would be impossible if you had a job. It would literally be impossible for right. you right. to do that. It would be impossible. And so you, you talk about some of the questions and problems in scale, right? There, there are, we do see a lot of them. Yeah, and most of these questions and challenges and problems are downstream from one fact, and that is, yes, they have, by definition, gone from being an owner-operator to, excuse me, going from having a job to owning a business by bringing in other professionals that can deliver, create value, deliver value, capture value, bringing in other associate doctors or however you're running your practice, other professionals that deliver value but they have not personally made the shift from owner operator to CEO. So remember, this is a two part process that we're teaching here, Dr. Pete. It's not just changing the job into a business. There's a lot of docs in this stage and scale. They have actually made the shift. They're like, well, I do have associates or I do have other power professionals that are adding value and capturing value, right? So I guess I do have a business, right? So yes, at this point you do own a business, but what's really critical is that you make that shift yourself from being the owner operator and being the CEO. That's the identity shift. That's the mindset shift. That's the perspective shift that we're talking about. And that perspective shift is everything because that changes your behaviors and behaviors change your outcome. So some of the questions that these doctors face in this, in this season of their career inside of scale is, you know, I'm, you know, we're too busy, but I'm not busy enough, right? Like they haven't done this delegation piece well. So they feel that sense of overwhelm because they're still wearing those six hats, believe it or not, even though they have built a team around them, even though they have brought other professionals in, they haven't quite mastered delegation. We're going to commit an entire show on the delegate on delegation mastery because that's such a critical part of being a CEO. They have trouble finding and keeping a players. There's plenty of businesses out there that stress and struggle because they don't have a players. They've accepted they've settled for, they've tolerated anybody less than an A player on their team, or they can't keep their A players. They let a B or C player stick around and they lose their A players, right? So finding and keeping great associate doctors or optimizing the associate doctors that they have. There's there's expectations and agreements that have gone sideways. So the compensation programs have been set poorly, right? There's lack of clarity uh, for the team members and how to optimize and, and how to maximize those. So, you know, a big part of what we'll teach inside of this system is how to optimize your systems, how to optimize your teams, how to optimize your trainings, how to optimize your associate doctors uh, so that you can actually go from using that brute force to using leverage. One of the, the pushbacks, Dr. Steven, that, that we may get here is if I take my eyes off of the building of my practice and making it happen. And I start thinking about my team and optimizing what's going to happen to my practice then, right? Is there a gap between when I, I, I okay, so I see that I'm, I'm in build and I want to transition to scale and I want to, but if I start looking at team and wondering, is it an A player or a C player? And, and I start thinking about, am I going to be now distracted at the wheel and I'm veering into the woods? Like, Talk to that doctor, Doc, because I know this is a conversation that you have. I know I have regularly because that, I think, is one of the challenges from the, the identity shift that, that moving over to the other side and then the behaviors that have to come that come alongside of it is that thought that it, everything's going to fall apart. I, I certainly had that fear. Um, you know, I, uh, my, my own um, handicap is uh, I'm the control freak perfectionist Clydesdale chiropractor, right? So 
you know, I want to do everything. In fact, I don't mind doing everything. <laughs> it's like, give it to me, I'll do it. Right. So I had this mindset of like, why would I delegate away things that I know I can do better? Right. So why would I give this job to anyone else? Just give it to me. By the time I teach you and train you how to do it, I could have done it 10 times myself and done it better. Right. Sound familiar? And a perfectionist, like I, I just want everything done right. Right. That was just brutal. Right. And a Clydesdale, meaning that it's like, just strap it on me. I'll pull the load. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, that has great implications. It sure certainly helped us reach a certain level of success, but that was exactly what capped our success. And we were just could not scale further. Right. Because I had not created the durability piece of it. Right. Demartini, Dr. John Demartini, I love that man, saved my life with this one when he taught me the law of delegation, which of course we'll unpack in a future episode, which is if somebody can do it 80% as well as you do it, delegate it, right? So that really shined a bright light on it. So instead of, you know, focusing on trying to do everything myself, it may be, you know, zoom, focus in and say, okay, so exactly what could I delegate away, right? So who do I have on my team? Who could I bring into a position or bring into my team? Who do I need to hire? Where's the gap? What have you? Where I could delegate away some of the load, train them up, trust them to do the job, create visibility, you know, reporting systems and meeting rhythms, and then trusting them to do their work. So train, but train and trust, trust, but verify, right? So that's the key to doing this as a CEO is you want to be able to make sure that you have the right people running the right systems, you train them up so they're excellent at it and then let them do the work, but create those reporting systems, meeting rhythms so you have visibility into it to settle down that inner control freak. Yeah, we, we, we're going to dive into a lot of these elements in, in future episodes and, and I'm thrilled for that. So if you transition from a build into a scale and you do it well, you can remain in scale for a significant amount of time because it is scalable, durable, and transferable, because of that, it's a much more sustainable place to be. As an entrepreneur, getting into scales actually where you can, I'm not going to say where you can just like relax, but it's actually where you can breathe and you can begin to, we talk about, have that remarkable practice and business as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. Now, you can have them at every stage. This is where, as an entrepreneur, you get to that place of, okay, wow, I actually have a business here. This business is working for me. And, you know, we're speaking to the chiropractor who is in a brick and mortar business. You know, I think that it's, you know, there's chatting going around about, you know, is this possible to have this type of a lifestyle and be a chiropractor and be in the brick and mortar? Both Dr. Steve and I are here to say, listen, there is no doubt about it here, here. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this. This is not part of, but if you're looking to, uh, for an easier job or an easier life, and you think that going virtual is going to be it for you, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now. Just stop before you, you know, before you take another step. You have very little idea of what you're getting yourself into. I'm not saying don't do it. <laughs> I'm saying you've got to really know if that's what you're supposed to do. You're trading. And you're trading job for job. You're trading. You're trading. <laughs> and if you're trying to do both, that's that's a whole other thing. I work with a lot of clients who are doing virtual business and going virtual and doing that. But what we're seeing is that a lot of their if their businesses are not stable, just scalable, durable, transferable, and they're brick and mortar and they're trying to add on. It ends not. It ends poorly, and on both sides. And so, our what we're saying is, you can have that remarkable practice and remarkable life, not instead of one. And getting to the scale phase and doing this really well is really where you can spend the majority of your career. And then, when you do this very well, when it comes time for season four, which is the inevitable exit, we all will exit. And I'm so thankful and grateful that I've had a graceful and profitable exit 
in my career. I'm so grateful for all of the wisdom that I gleaned from coaches and all the counsel I've received and for the diligent walk through the journey for it was a couple of year journey that I walked through to have that happen. We want to help you when you get to that phase to do it really well. So the fourth season of every chiropractor's career is the exit season. And, you know, like you said, Dr. Steven, you know, there, there is going to be this leverage that happens. And this is where it gets exposed very much so in this moment when you actually begin to exit. This is where the leverage piece and seeing how well did I leverage systems and team and training and the doctor, how well, because as soon as you begin to exit, you start to see it gets very exposed uh, at this moment in your, in your journey. And so being ready for a, a successful and graceful and profitable exit that's a win-win where there's a legacy left behind, this is what you want. This is what I want. This is what every great chiropractic business owner wants but there are some challenges, aren't there? Yeah. I mean, Dr. Pete, I love what you said before is we coach from pain. Right? So I want to make sure that everybody's listening from this. It's like, great. When we talk about our experiences, I, I, I don't want you to hear like, oh yeah, well you guys, everything went hunky-dory for you is perfect. You guys didn't experience any of these challenges because you had this brilliant insight all the way through. No, no, we're teaching from scar tissue. I want you guys to understand that. It's like we ran into the challenges for not being scalable. So we felt the pain of that. We lived in that space. We were like, oh my gosh, we have to create scale here. You have to create scale. And we lived through the lack of durability. The fact of the matter is, is that we had created a job and we couldn't leave because the place would screech to a halt. I love the litmus test of, if you don't show up for work on Monday, would anybody notice, right? So that's durability, right? And uh, Pete, I wish I had as graceful and a profitable exit as you had, right? So I wish somebody like us had, had got to me five years before I exited. I, you know, ultimately it was, it was tough. It was painful. It was emotionally painful because I wasn't mentally or emotionally prepared for it. It was just something that I knew I had to do because I knew God was calling me to create the remarkable practice. And it was just being blessed and just scaling at such a huge level that I knew that I could not ride two horses any longer. Uh, but I really wish I had prepared better for that. Yes, had systems in place. Yes, had team in place. Yes, I had my associate doctor program, et cetera. But man, really needed to have groomed a successor to have that in place to make that go as beautifully and as as gracefully and as profitably as you went. So, you know, we do teach from pain, guys. We do teach from scar tissue. Now that we've got it figured out and we've done hundreds of laps around the track doing this successfully, let us save you some time. Let us save you some energy. Let us save you some money. Let us save you some pain and tell you that before you get to exit, long before you get to this season, you want to have done scale beautifully with your eye on the fourth season of exit. So doctors who are in this exit season of their life, hey, they're ready. They're ready to start planning for a successor. They're like, okay, it's time. I got to start thinking about this. They're usually at a place where they've come to grips with the fact that, listen, I'm on a timeline now and I really would like to make a graceful and a profitable exit. Graceful, I want to make sure that there's a place here for my patients to continue to come and receive their chiropractic here, right? So I want to make sure that my team that I've that I've groomed here, that they have a place to work and deliver value in our community. I don't want my practice to retire with me, right? So I want to make sure that I have a profitable exit. I want to capture value. I've created value here. This uh, this is a saleable asset. 
somebody could come in, look around and say, yeah, I see it here. I see the systems. I see the processes and procedures. Okay, this is scalable, durable. I see that you've got associate doctors working here and your patients at this point, a good percentage of them are, are in wellness care and maintenance care and you've got them on EFT, right? So you, have, you got systems going on that people look around and be like, this is a business and I could buy it and grow it. Dr. Pete, that is a transferable business. Yeah, and our goal here in The Remarkable CEO is, and beyond the podcast, in The Remarkable CEO program that we have is to help doctors do that very well. We want to see the history of chiropractic change, and we want to see the, ter- the changing of the guard change as well and, and have that be a remarkable transformation because we believe that, again, the legacy, your personal legacy, is going to be linked back to how this went for you. You know, we don't think about this a lot, but you know, at one point we're also going to end our life on this earth. And one of the things you're going to reflect on towards the end of your life is how you handled some of these things. And what I think, what I would want to have is at the end of my life that I can look back and, and think, well done. We did it well. We did it well. Like it wasn't the, like you said, we want to make it easier for you. It's work. It's a challenge. But we want to be able to say at the end of your career that you did well, and then at the end of your life, when you reflect back on your career and you have even more perspective, that you would say, man, I'm so grateful for how I went through that. That's our hope and prayer is that you would journey through this in such a remarkable fashion, that you would be proud of your own story, that you'd be so proud that you would love to share it with your children and your children's children, and you want to write the story about how you did this. That's the vision story that I have is that when people talk about me and my life, three generations from now, when I'm not even here, they're going to be boasting about things because of the character and the discipline and the you know, fortitude and all of the love that was there in that. And so I want that for me. We want that for you. We want that to be a remarkable, this whole journey to be remarkable for you. And then when you get to that point of exit, it can just be an amazing season for you. And that's our hope is that that, and that's what this next episode is going to be so critical for because we're actually going to dive into, okay, we're going back to the definition of what does it mean to move from having a job to having a business, from being the owner operator to being the CEO. We're going to dive into that. I know we're going to, we're going to be deep, digging deep in, in our next episode, Doc. Yep. Super excited. So make sure you tune in next episode. We're going to take a look, compare and contrast what it means to own a job versus owning a business. And remember, that's the first step in this process of going from the remarkable to have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life instead of one, not instead of one. It is number one, take that job and turn it into a business. And number two, it's taking you, Doc, and taking you from the owner operator into the CEO. We'll see you in the next show. Thanks for listening. To see the full show notes for this episode, which include quotes and any links mentioned, head on over to theremarkablepractice.com slash podcast. There you'll see links to all our past shows as well. If you're enjoying the show, we'd also love to build up our list of reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can leave your five stars at theremarkablepractice.com slash Apple. Have a remarkable day.